South Road Boys, <laughs> Joe singing. What a great way to start it. I'm Joe. Joe's always singing. I'm Troy. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I, I'm good. I love a good sing. You know, and you sing all the time. And the thing is, it shits me because you keep saying, oh, I've got a shit singing voice. You actually don't have that bad a singing voice. No, you're not going I, with Australian Idol. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't think I have a shit singing voice. I think I'm okay. Yeah. My wife, who is a singer, says, um, apparently my tone is okay, it's just my pitch. So basically what happens is she says that if I eventually find the note, it's not too bad, but finding the note's a real fucking issue. <laughs> I'm just impressed that a woman says she likes your tone. Normally it's, don't take that tone with me. <laughs> don't, don't you fucking take that tone with me, you young upstart. She said, oh, I like your tone. <laughs> I like your tone. That's her being kind. I remember when we first, because Amy's been singing since she was a pup. Like, she sang as a little girl and she sang in choirs and all that kind of stuff. And she's done lots and lots and lots of training. Um, and is very, very good. And I love hearing her sing. Um, when we first, and you'll remember this, when we were living in Barker's Road. Oh, it's going back. Yep. And that was the time that we first met, well, you first met my mother-in-law. Because she came, she came for a surprise visit. So uh, we were uh, 20. Yeah. Um, Amy would have been about 18. Yeah, You'd probably. come over for a week, I think. Yeah, something And like that. we both smoked a lot. And she came over to find our balcony. Like, she knew our address, so she knocked on the door. And basically, there was just two cartons worth of beer empties stacked up along the edge of the balcony five or six pizza boxes stacked high so and good. just ziggy butts everywhere i just love the fact that we had the stubbies around the edge of the balcony like on the on the cement wall basically like a yep. decoration it was real it pretty. was and because at some point in time we decided to see who could flick a um beer bottle top the furthest yeah i remember that i'll see if you can hit that and then and then <laughs> It just, it's, it's so oh. addictive, though. Once you start clicking those bottle tops yep. and trying to hit things on target, oh, it's so much fun. And the drunker you are, the more of a challenge it is. <laughs> well, um, actually, I think it was last Easter. I normally do. Well, not every year, but as close as possible to every year, I do Easter mm. Thursday cards, mm-hmm. um, which you would know about this. It was a bit of a... Snap. A, uh, a bit of a religion there for a while. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but um, practice. It, it was just good fun because most people do not work Good Friday. So you can no, actually have a few very brewskies. Few. And at that yep. stage, we didn't also, and none of us really had kids. So yep. you could be hung over Good Friday. didn't matter. As um, long as you could function by Tuesday, it was all good. <laughs> it was all good. It's a, it's a good delay. Um, yeah. So I remember the last year where she had it here, and I hadn't done the, the bottle flick for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the end of the table, and I don't even know who it was to, uh, but someone was wearing glasses, and I've just got, and I've just, <laughs> I've just, I've got the bottle top, and it's in my fingers, and I've gone, oh, I've had a few drinks, I'm keen. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yep. And then I've just taken it back, aimed with the elbow at this person's head, and I've flicked it. Yes. And it's came off like a barrel, and it's actually hit <laughs> the piece in the middle of the brow, the nose, on the glasses, yeah. and they just flicked back onto the table. 
And they just looked at me like a possum caught in headlights of say, you could have fucking killed me. But then it was, but it was a really good shot. <laughs> so what? there was the appreciation of skill with the, the frightening moment of death. It was a good combination. Uh, and just for those roadies letting you know that that, that particular incident that Troy's talking about, oh, well, that I was talking about with him and I on the balcony when we first met my mother-in-law, that was 1994, 95? Wow. Yeah, so 22 or so years ago. Yeah, so... <laughs> still as got you the can skills. Tell, <laughs> not, nothing much has changed in Troy's world. He's still fucking flicking bottle tops <laughs> at people randomly. But it's still fun. It is still fun. <laughs> it really is. I love it. it now, you, Mr. Barnes, have been uh, being Mr. Fit. Yeah, or as uh, as I've liked to call it lately, Bike Boy. <gasps> he was a biker boy. He said, see you later, boy. No, Skater Boy, no, wrong one. Yeah, yeah. Um, bike Boy is my new superhero persona, I've decided. Mm-hmm. And what is your superpower, Bike Boy? Uh, peddling out crime. <laughs> peddling out crime. <laughs> You're not peddling your wares. Yeah, one kilometer at a time. Yeah, um, and I also worked out. I've also worked out my sidekicks. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. Quick question. Yes. When you're peddling out crime, yeah, is it a seat on or seat off affair? Well, it depends how serious the crime is. Okay. <laughs> if, it's just a bit, if, if it's just a bit of two bit crime, seat yep. down, sit on the seat. seat. Down. No yeah. worries. But if it's you know your serious high end sort of criminal. Yes. You're standing up and you're pedaling. Oh, no, I was actually meaning, did you take the seat off the bike? Oh, well, well okay. No, I don't think there's any need for that. <laughs> I thought you were meaning like Cobblestones. The, the urgency of, you know, pedaling the crime out. Right. Um, so who are your trusty sidekicks? Lycra lad. Lycra lad. And because you don't want to be sexist, you need to have a boy and a girl. Yes. A bit like Batman had Robin and Batgirl. Yeah, true. Right. Under, I was going to say underneath him, but that sounds a little bit Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Everyone thought Batman had Robin underneath him, let's be honest. Especially yeah. in the camp 70s, you know, Batman. Yeah, the old uh, Adam West was in uh, the 66. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so we've got, uh, so you got, of course, Bike Boy. Oh, So nice. that Bike Boy's got to have a bit more depth because yep. you don't want to be wanky. Criminals need to take it seriously. You don't want to be wanky, bike boy. No, because bike boy isn't the most masculine name. Uh, so you need to add a bit of a, a bit of a deeper tone, mm-hmm. just to make it sound as very serious. So we've got like a lad, yes, and then we've got the female trickling. <gasps> I love that. That's good, isn't it? Is fucking genius, trickling, trickling, and it's so funny because um, as we've mentioned before, uh, my brother-in-law's Brad Von Rock. One year, he either bought for his wife, Kate, or she bought for him an adult-sized trike. <laughs> so it's it's like one of those ones that you get a ride from in in Southeast Asia, only that, without, the, without the bit that carries it on the back. So it's just the three wheels at the back, the one wheel at the front. It's not like the, um, like the saw character, like with the puppet on the... Is yeah, it that kind size. of trike? So it's like a full-size size trike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny wow. thing is... They used to live in Altona, and Brad used to have a couple of drinks, and he used to go to the pub to get more drinks. Yep. <laughs> but where he lived was a block and a half away from the then deputy and then to become Prime Minister, Julia Gillard. 
<laughs> and when Julia was in residence, or even when she wasn't, there was always uh, an AFP or a Vic police car parked out the front because obviously it was her residence. There was no mistaking that's where it was. Yeah. And in Australia... And the government the... protects their redheads. Well, so they fucking should. Yeah. But the thing is, unlike other countries where they give them a big palace and whatever, I mean, we've got Kirribilli, but she'd come down and stay, do a weekender in Altona. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he'd forget every time, and he'd be cycling back with beers while still intoxicated (laughs) and go, Oh, fuck the cops! (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Actually, that's cool, because if you've got a group together, you could be trikers. Yeah. And it kind of sounds a bit masculine until you really listen to what it is. <laughs> does it? Does it? Or does it no. sound a bit Mighty Gras? I know, it's just, I'm a triker. <laughs> Here comes the trikers. <laughs> yeah, see, if you add that tone, a oh, triker. Think... Here come the trikers. Yeah, see, you see that, everyone's like, fuck the what? <laughs> the what? The trikers? The fucking no, what me, now? It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like um, the 65 plus biker gang, the trikers. <laughs> like the Ulysses. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I'm, thinking more, I'm thinking more truckers. Trikers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going so to... Did you ever watch the show Sons of Anarchy? No, not much. Didn't no. quite grab me. Yeah, there was a character in there who was old and infirmed, so he had some sort of medical breathing apparatus, and he, he rode the trike, so that's probably where I get it from. Uh, there you go. So what is trikers? Uh, sorry, what's Lycra Lad's special like, skill? Lycra Lad's... Special skill is mm. um, not letting crime slip away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. was it tri- tri- trickling? Trickling. What's trickling? Um, she just gets the boobs out. No, no. I was just, <laughs> because no, because normally a, a sidekick is only like teenager or not too old. Yeah, so, old you, enough, so you can't really get the boobs out. Not appropriate, Jay. <laughs> oh, hang on. Name me one. Well, the back girl in. Um, in, in the 90s, she was all right. Yeah, true. But in the actual comics initially, like Robin and the, the underlings were quite young. Oh, okay. Not always. Well, I mean, you the, the word older. lad. Yeah, yeah. lads, lads sub eight. Exactly, yeah. Um, basically, trickling mm. kicks three shits out of crime. Oh, bang. I know. It's just great. The, ha- the, hatch, the hat trick of comedy. Uh, yeah. When I actually... Um, the reason why we come up with this is, of course, once I bought the bike... The other day, uh, my lovely housemate was finding it hilarious because I'm there with the helmet on, looking sexy mm. as a motherfucker, of course. He wears a spare cat. <laughs> and um, and I just came up then, he just turned into, you know, bike boy, and we just had yep. a bit of fun with it. And it carried on all night while making jokes about all these things, and that's where the sidekicks come from, and to the point where she's quite arty-farty, and all she wanted to do was actually draw a bike boy comic. She actually did the logo and everything while we were just mucking around watching TV. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, you should ask her and see whether we can put that up on our Facebook It looked pretty page. cool. It actually looked very... Um, the logo was very steampunk. It looked really, really funky. Now, have you been accused being in your mid-40s and <laughs> deciding to take up bike riding and fighting crime by the sounds of it as well? Nothing wrong with that. Of having, of having a middle-age crisis? Uh, well, mid-life th- crisis. this has been a topic of the week as well. Um, yes. I think I'm doing midlife crisis wrong. <laughs> I think you are too. Yeah. That's a little bit like um, often said, I've been to Thailand four times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Thailand. The people are just, they're just beautiful people. The place is amazing. There's a beautiful feeling of calm and nearly being at home when you're there. And it's and really you've also cheap. Come back, <laughs> and you've also come back being an exceptional ping pong player as well, which I didn't know. 
funny. <laughs> I don't think I've quite got the uh, equipment for that game. No, you're um, returning serve. Oh, wow. Yeah, just paddle it back. Um, <laughs> Because the thing is... <laughs> okay. I don't even know where we were there now. Um, no, so, but you've also got some tattoos oh, later in life, like in your 40s. But, but what I was going to... Sorry, I'm going to go back a step. What I was getting yes. to is I've been to Thailand four times now and haven't yes. brought a wife back yet, so I feel like I've done that wrong. Yes. So now I'm doing a midlife crisis, obviously, and my midlife yep. crisis tends to involve um, getting a couple few tattoos. Yes. Um buying a bike of which I did 45k or something on the weekend going from Burnie to Penguin and back fucking insane like just even I actually stopped in on the halfway mark in Penguin and <coughs> said hello to my lovely mother and father oh, of, which, of which even even Merle basically looked at me and said you, you do realise now you've actually got to ride all the way back <laughs> Ivan do not give that boy a ride home so she thought I was nuts um, and then of course I get up the next day just to loosen up and after being quite exhausted that night. And, Speaking uh, of nuts, how were they? Uh, the nuts were fine, man, but the um, the rear, mm. my only description I've had so far this week was I felt like I'd been in jail for about a week. <laughs> Shit was sore. Shit <laughs> was sore. Yeah. So, um, so I got up and mowed the lawns the next day. It was good. Loosen the body back up again because when yes. you've had a bit of an exhausting you know, fitness escapade, you're better off to do something the next day to get the body moving. Worst thing you can do is do nothing. Now, fucking hang on, stop for a second. <laughs> this stop is, the press. This hot revelation. Now, I have known you since we're 15 years old. I have known your parents for that long as well. Mr. I know you're going to say. I know it's coming. <laughs> the first time I've ever heard you utter the words, I mowed the lawn. <laughs> now, this is a lie. This is not the first time you've ever heard it. You just know I hate it. <laughs> now, I have known your father. You have a very, like, the front block of where you lived. The in goat hill. The goat hill. Mm. I have seen your father out there in golf shoes to be able to counteract. I used to steepness. wear golf shoes. Doing that. I have never, ever known you to either A, say you've mowed the lawns, or B, even see you do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally admit it. I just, oh, I hate it so much. Gardening and lawns, so they can all just go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. They should be in the same place in hell that pedophiles are. And people who talk in the people cinema. People who talk in the cinema, exactly. All right. Yep, people invented lawn <laughs> and gardening. <laughs> and while we're on gardening, for fuck's sake, yes. why is it that everything that doesn't want to grow mm. is a plant and everything that grows willy-nilly without a problem in the world is a fucking weed. <laughs> Seriously, whoever invented this shit got it all wrong and they're tormenting everyone and all you gardeners out there, I know there's more than three of you, uh, you've all been tricked. It's a conspiracy, yeah. gardeners. In in the words of, uh, what was he from Kingswood Country? Um, oh, As in the dad? Yes. So much a blow gardens up. Gardens up. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. So anyway, so yeah, so, so I mowed the lawn. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just one of those things when you're an adult, you've just got to do. It's just ridiculous. But it was good. Is that, the agreement, is that the agreement you've come to with your housemate, that you'll do the garden? You'll you'll mow the lawn? Yeah, I normally do the lawn. Yeah, it's, I do the boy job. So Okay. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> my wife, my wife does the boy job and mows the lawn in this house. Mowing the lawn I, is a little bit I too much. I just have to start it. <laughs> Mowing the lawn, uh, it's a little bit like going to the dentist. Oh. You don't want to do it. You know you fucking hate it. Yes. But you know you got to do it. So you go and do it. And then once it's all over, you realise, look, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Do you get the good drugs, though, when you mow the lawn? <laughs> no, don't <laughs> I don't know whether getting the drugs before mowing the lawn is a great idea. They came very, very badly. So we mowed the lawn. So we did that. Uh, so day one on the Saturday, so it's a long weekend. Yes. Here in Tassie and Victoria. And not all the states in Australia, but I think most. It was The long. two important ones, Tassie and yeah. Victoria. Yeah, exactly. They both had the day off. So we're that. So Saturday, we get on the, uh, the specialised rock hopper, my little bike. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's a specialised is the brand with a Z. Obviously a bit Americanized. <laughs> boys to men. Yeah, boys to men. Um, and it's called a rock hopper. So it is actually, yeah. if I wanted to go and do comp, I could actually do comp on the bike. So I go on the trails and shit. Which I'm actually looking forward to when I get to a point of actually going and checking out these trails. That'd be fun. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's going to cause some broken bones. There'll be some fun with that one. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, did the 45K. Then we did the motoring of the lawn. And then on Monday... Um, which was yesterday because we didn't record on Monday this week because I was a little bit drained. Mm. Um, we actually did a little bit of a, a hike. My- there's a penance for that as well. <laughs> but- <laughs> Thanks, mate. I, we did a bit of a hike, my first ever hike, yeah. and we decided to do Valentine's Peak. Now, Jazz, yes. my lovely partner, had wanted to do Valentine's Peak, and I'm like, yeah, cool, let's do that shit. Let's not muck but, around. But the difference being is she's a reasonably fit woman. Oh, well, she's she's fit in the way of she's fit. She's no well, and I mean, she's, she's also Pilates, fit in the way of she's Pilates fit. Pilates instructor for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, yeah, she's fit on both sides of the scale. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but you know, when yeah, so, if I was to gauge your fitness against hers, I'd oh, she's winning. A, I'd be putting a fiver on her every day of the <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, she's winning. Um, so we <laughs> so we did Valentine's Peak. So Valentine's Peak, um, it's about a it's a nine approximately a nine k return. Hmm. Uh, it was a fairly drizzly, wet, miserable day, which is great because it wasn't too hot, mm. uh, but very slip around the foot. Um, and basically, we ended up uh, rising <laughs> <laughs> uh, about 450 metres from yes. where we started. Right. Um, so by the time you get to the top, you're actually, you're virtually, you're holding on to the bushes and the roots of these trees trying to get your way up. And then you get to the point where it's rock and you're nearly mm. climbing vertical up rocks just to get to the top. That's right. pretty, uh, precarious. That's yes. probably the right word, especially for people that haven't really done any hiking or climbing before, but we did it. We made it and, um, and we smashed the time. Like you meant to do it in about four hours. We did it in about two and a half and oh. we weren't, and we weren't really rushing. And uh, there was two people that come <laughs> with us. Well yeah. There were four <laughs> of us. And, um, and we made it back and no broken bones, no major injuries and smashed it. So for some reason, my midlife crisis involves doing things that I thought were beyond me or mm. crazy, depending on which angle you look at it from. Um, and I think I'm doing it wrong. I can't afford the Ferrari. I know that. Um, I've already got a pretty good looking girl, so I don't really need the secretary. Um. Yeah. So, but do you think? I mean, and I enjoy my people, job. So. Wait, but do you know of anyone? Because we're we are obviously 
middle-aged. Do you know anyone who's gone through the midlife crisis? Uh, can I just say, firstly, we're middle-aged in regards to actual age? Yes. <laughs> Mentally? Uh, we're probably a oh, bit further down 14, the scale. <laughs> Late um, teens max. Look, I know someone recently who's gone through it, and I won't bring that into it because it's a... Um, we can talk about most people. I don't want to take out of school. Um, but yeah, I know yeah, someone yeah. who's gone through a, a very big life change. Mm. Um, but other than that, not really. How's she doing now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really, not a mate. I just, yeah, not really. I think it's a bit of a fictional thing more than anything. I think, do you know what I think it is? I think it's people, boys our age, and, and probably girls as well, but more probably it gets portrayed as boys our age get there and go, oh, well... Now I've got the budget to do all the things I wanted to do when I was a late teenager and I want to relive that carefree life where I had n- no responsibility. Mm. Um, I was... Well, because, I mean, you look at it now, we're we're closer to the end than what we are the beginning. Um, and, um, unless medicine prevails. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe with your new fitness kick, <laughs> you might last a bit longer, but... Um, <laughs> You never know. Uh, I mean, they might be able to actually put our brains into a, a glass jar and revigorate us into some kind of android later on. Well, there you go. Or well, they could just yeah. walk Disney us and freeze us. We could be the <laughs> South Road bots. <laughs> Futurama style. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sitting there. We're on episode 4093. We're kicking on. We're about 340 years old. That'd be awesome. Well, you only, you only need a head to be in Futurama. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. Um, and so I think they get there and they and then they have the budget and for whatever reason they're trying to relive a youth that fuck just probably wasn't there in the beginning anyway. Like you know, you couldn't get the hot twenty year old girl when you were twenty. What makes you think she wants a wrinkly forty five year old man? Like it's just yeah. stupid. And plus, you get like you were saying, we're we're closer to one end than the other now, and that also makes you. I don't know. I guess realize that we do not live forever. And maybe, no. okay, look, are there some things I want to do? Or do I want my existence while I'm here when I get older to be a lot easier or do I want it to be harder? So by being a little yeah. bit healthier, a little bit fitter and all the rest, you hope that 10, 20 years down the track, that's going to pay back in dividends. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think your midlife crisis, and I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just an interest. It's a, re- it's a realisation of things are different. Yeah, but you're also, you know, it's just like, well, actually, why not? Why not buy a bike and go for a ride? Oh, hang on. Fuck, this is all right. Well, the cool thing you is, know. I never thought, I wouldn't have thought a week ago, a fortnight ago, a month ago, that I mm. would have been capable of jumping on a bike and actually riding 45k. No. You know, that's um, that's just something that I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have gone, no, there's no way I could, but I wouldn't have actually thought of it in reality. Of, oh, yeah, I'll go do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you're not quite, you know, a, no. around the bay in a day, 250Ks, you know, you're not going to be doing no. that in a It's the kind of conversation you expect to have at, uh, at the pub after about a dozen beers of the boy saying, oh, let's all get bikes and we'll ride a penguin. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, Fuck, let's steal these bikes out the front of the pub <laughs> and ride to Penguin. <laughs> That's that. more. Yeah. And, but what whisper really loud? <laughs> so, um, well, no, it's good. I think it's, it's just nice to be getting amongst it. Now, after your, uh, your big hike, did you, um, go for a big long nap? Uh, initially went and had three pints after that. Come on, made a shower, oh, went down the pub, yes. three pints to celebrate. Nice. Yeah. Well, you should. You then come back it. and then died. 
Well, you should have had a nap because yesterday was napping day. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> no, you're going to hate me more in a second. <laughs> napping day. Napping day. That was napping our fun day. holiday for <laughs> the yeah. 12th of March. Now, because That's it fitting. is there. Now, because it's the 13th of March, I've prepared for the 12th of March, but you were all, oh, I'm tired, but I still had fucking time to go to the pub and have three pints. Yeah, so that's just... before I got ultra tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to celebrate achievements. Roadies, you always do. celebrate your achievements. Never just take it on board and go, we did that and walk away. Make sure you Absol- remember it in style. Absolutely. Look, I fully agree. So that was yesterday's one of two fun holidays that happened yesterday. So as penance for you not podcasting last night, okay. we're going to play a game. Oh, <laughs> Joe. I know. Now, this is one for the roadies to join in. Sometimes it's have... just great when I'm not in the same room as you because I'd probably smack you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I now, always hit you with something. A pool noodle. Now, I don't know. I... <laughs> Strong man, strong man. <laughs> I can just see you bending over while I smack you with a pool noodle. Like the a, oh, like that lovely in a, bar in Thailand. Oh. In a thong. Would it be a red thong or a white thong? <laughs> well, we go white. You don't want yeah. uh, the curtains to match the drapes. <laughs> Mind you, I've got the pins for it. I reckon I'll carry it off from pretty nice. much the calves down. Yeah. Uh, can we change the subject, though? Because I don't really want to imagine it anymore. Okay. Thanks. Roadies, <laughs> here is your chance to play along. I am going to be uh, Tony Barber or Glen Ridge, depending on which version of Sale of the Century you particularly liked. Yeah. You're going to have a game with Troy. Cool. And uh, can I just say to... for those who are... Um... <laughs> Under the age of 40, Sale of the Century Kids was a game show that used to be on Australian television back in the 80s. Actually, it went for quite a long time, but... It did. I think it went for... I think it was 25 years, because you had Tony Barber, Delvin Delaney, you had bloody uh, Glenn Ridge. There was just... He was on for so long. And it was just basically a format. You had three contestants. It was general knowledge... Questions, five points for a correct answer. Tough questions, too. Yeah. Um, five points off for an incorrect answer. So buzzing in and not knowing it, you can't just block people. Um, and then you get a showcase. And I think if you won seven days in a row, you got the whole lot. You got the whole grand showcase, which is generally worth, back then, was like $100,000. Oh, it, it was big time, yeah. Well, there was always a new car in it, yep. uh, always a holiday, a jet ski. Yep, always some lovely ladies pointing at these things. Oh, yeah, in very bad... In dresses that would have been, I think, bridesmaids' dresses. Yeah, but the bridesmaids you don't like. (laughs) Oh, the the ones where the bride, the big, fat, ugly bride, has gone, right, I've got skinny, hot girlfriends, and these are the dresses I'm going to put them in to make me feel better. We're going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah. You're not getting laid tonight, girls. You're not getting laid. I'm getting laid. It's my honeymoon. Fuck you. (laughs) But even then, I mean, these were were good-looking girls, and they always, I think they're the kind of girls who could pull the Hessian sack off. But, (laughs) but the end of every game, uh, like a decider, uh, was always, who am I? And so, roadies, I'm going to do a who am I. Your job is to see whether or not you can beat 
Troy. Right. Oh, God, I just want to... Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I love games. I know you do. Hands on buzzers. Oh, lick my scrotum, neighbor. All right. Right. Who am I? I was born on the 13th of August, 1899. Oh, you know I love Lindstone, history too, motherfucker. Essex, yes. And died the 29th of April, 1980, in Bel Air, California. Any idea? What was the birth again? 13th of August, 1899. Died age 80 on the 29th of April, 1980, in Bel Air, California. Born England, died States. Lived a long time. Bloody oath he did. 80 years old. 80 years old. There you mm. go. Um, oh. I've got nothing on the first one, I must admit. Okay. I was married. <laughs> and you would have been very surprised if I did. If I'm telling you just pulled it out and gone fucking, bang. If you had pulled that, I would have been very, very I, I would impressed. Have, I wouldn't have dropped the mic because I'm, I'm actually hanging on to the mic, but I would have pushed the mic off the desk. Would have just yeah. pushed the mic <laughs> and then walked away. I would, have the, I would have left the Skype screen. Push mic drop. <laughs> and you would have been just, what the fuck just happened? How did I would you have get had... that? <laughs> How clever is that man? Bike boy is incredible. Yeah. Uh, right in, 19, in 1926, I married Alma Revel and I had one daughter, Patricia. I'm not going to give you Patricia's surname because that would give it away. Since 1980. Okay. Okay, right I became a filmmaker, <clears throat> and in 1927 made my first successful film, The Lodger, a story of the London fog, which helped. Wouldn't have shape... been Hitchcock, would it? Bang, Troy Barnes. <laughs> yeah, baby, Alfred Hitchcock. Nice. Sorry. I Sir. didn't ever get that from The Lodger either. Sir Alfred Joseph Hitchcock. I'm just thinking, what filmmakers are so important that would have died around that era that lived so long? Yeah, there you go, Alfred nice. Hitchcock. I tell so you what, if the roadies beat me on that one, fucking I'll be you very are a impressed. champion. You are a champion. You know what? For Sorry, the first have... time ever, I'm going to say, oh, I like games. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, just for those playing at home, can you name me? Five Alfred Hitchcock films. Jeez, oh, that'd be a tough one. I, I was able I, to get five because I'm a big fat nerd, but yeah. I was struggling. I would and, go, and, if I was going to go... A couple some, of them were guesses. Yeah, I mean, I'd go, um, of course, Psycho. Yes. Uh, the Birds. Yes. Uh... Is there, a, is there like a review mirror or something like that? Rear window. Bang, I'll give you that. Okay, righto. Um, and from the same year, he had another one, which was pretty much one of the big ones for him as well. 1954. It's really terrible I don't know this because he's had so many great movies. But it's not a, yeah. he's not a movie maker that I've really followed. But me neither. I like he. I think he shaped the genre, but I don't know whether or not. I, I think it was just too early because he made his last film in '76. Mm. I was only two. Uh, dial what for murder? Oh, dial in for murder. Correct. Mm. There you go. North by Northwest. Psycho, the birds, the man who knew too much. Um, uh, Tom Curtin, Topaz, Frenzy. So pretty much. So I mean, a lot of those are, I don't even know. No, there's 54 of them. Um, that he's made, or 57 films that he's made. 
most people know from Dial M for Murder. 1954, followed by Rear Window, To Catch a Thief, The Trouble with Harry, The Man Who Knew Too Much, Wrong Man, Vertigo. Oh, yeah, Vertigo, yep. Yep, North by so Northwest, Psycho the, the, the Birds. The Birds is what I normally think of because that's considered his horror movie, basically. Oh, uh, yeah, but also Psycho. Like, I've been... <laughs> like, I've been to the actual That's house. Joe masturbating, by the way, Rodies. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> use, use some lube, Joe. It'll make it better. <laughs> From now on, Rodies, we shall know him as Squeaky. Squeaky Mother. Squeaky Mother. <laughs> Hang on. I don't have a squeaky chair today, sorry. That's not your chair I'm referring to, mate. <laughs> um, we went to we went to Universal Studios. Um, yes. We went to Los Angeles. I did that as and, well. And we went, we paid to do the, the backstage pass. So you pay an extra hundred bucks. Yep. Um, and so worth it. Oh, so Actually, I believe you were the one that told me, man, if you're going to do it because you knew I was going to, make sure you get the backstage. And it was very true. Absolutely. Look, roadies, if you are traveling to the Americas and you don't do it very often, so you're going to go and do yourself or your family a big trip and you're going to go to the States and you are going to go to Universal or Disneyland, I would strongly recommend dropping the extra hundred bucks or it's probably a little bit more now. I know it's per person, so that makes it a little bit pricey, but you get the backstage pass. Yeah. And, the backstage and you're only going pass, to do it once, still right. Exactly. If you're not going back again, look, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, just do it because we got to go to the Bates Motel. We went to, you know, all these different areas. We went to a massive big warehouse. It was five stories big, and it was just props. Yeah. All it was was yeah. just props, and you could walk through, and, and the general public don't get this. So you go and the cool thing is on the props, that you, you would have had it there where... There's a, these are props that they actually use or have used. So there's tags yeah. on these props where they've gone, okay, we need this, 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 and this, and they've tagged them with the movie titles. So there were tags on a lot of these props of movies that were never made yet. Yeah, absolutely. Which is yeah. just so cool. It's like, okay, so that new Johnny Depp um, film, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's going to be in that. That's, that's just a spoon from that. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> a spoon. A spoon. <laughs> of all the things to pick, a spoon. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Well... <laughs> For whatever reason, can you can you remember the name of the Frenchman who was famous for bending spoons? Oh, no, I don't. But it, it was <laughs> Yuri Geller. It's, it's amazing <laughs> that um, useless that actually happened. Mm. Useless, pretty interesting information. Yeah. Spoon bender. Um, but back on that, you seriously do the tour. Um, and if for nothing else, you get front of every line. So when you're with this tour, if you want to go on a ride. And you see the wait time, because every ride basically has a line. And at different markers, it will tell you, you are 10 minutes from being on 20 minutes, yep. half an hour, an hour. And I'm telling you, folks, like, for a lot of them, it, it's a d decent chunk of change. Unless, of course, you manage to pick a day where there's no one there. Um, most rides have got a 20-minute wait, half an hour wait. When you've got one of these magic passes, you walk up to the front of the line, and you are the next rider. Oh, so worth it. And you know what's really worth it? As you walk through, just looking back and giving everyone else the eye saying, I'm the shit, boys. And then you get off <laughs> and then you get off the ride and then go back again. And you do it again and, and they're and still waiting. <laughs> because there's only been one ride and then you. And then one ride and then you. So yep. people get really pissed off you very quick. Um, but you know what? Totally you pay well the extra 100 it. bucks. Doesn't matter. You've dropped the money. They give you muffins. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but we got muffins, so that was worth it for me. Oh, that was actually really cool. I really enjoyed the backstage. It was awesome. Yeah. So that's what we could... uh, uh, Top tips by the back row... Back uh, back row boys. (laughs) (laughs) Not the back door boys. No. Just to get that right. Top tips Uh, by the back street boys. Back streets, back... All right. Um, (laughs) Top tips from the South Road boys uh, is drop the extra when you go to... Universal or Disney, and I think if you go to any of the theme parks in America, like Six Flags or whatever, I think they all have a similar sort of sort of thing. But if you are a movie buff, the one at Universal, it, it's cool. It just is. It's just there's no yeah. other way to put it. It's just cool. Yeah, and there is a Warner Brothers one too, but um, I don't know. I, I think people will probably disagree with me, but I think the Warner Brothers is a little bit like the poor cousin of Universal when it comes to the tour. I think Universal Studios just seems to have the the pizzazz of Hollywood. Seems to be the place to go. Oh, I didn't even do Warner Brothers. Yeah, there is a, the Gold- I didn't do it I've either. I've the Goldie. Mm. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, movie world, Hollywood under the sun. I just, yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about it. Mm. We did Disney and Universal and that was probably one park more than what I was, should have been able to get my wife to agree to. But... <laughs> um, but she didn't. She had a good time, and 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 it was it was good fun. Yeah, Definitely the other place fun. you can also go, Rody, is another little tip uh, for mm. all those that like the uh, the strange and the unique of Hollywood, mm. uh, the Museum of Death. Death, 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 death. death. <laughs> um, I love the Museum of Death. It is so much fun. Um, so you're going through, and basically you've just got. Um, there might be uh, photos or, or instruments or uh, props or uh, skeletons or uh, just anything, anything to do with death, and all the rooms are set up different. Um, and they're really interesting. Like there's, uh, there's a heap of letters written by serial killers, and they're on the wall and read the letters. <laughs> like anything to do with death and killing is all there, and it's really intriguing. Um, one the, for the kids. I, yeah, there's, a, like, there's one room where, and I can't remember the group, but... Remember the main group back in, I think it would have been the 80s, where they they actually drank the recordial? The Angel, uh, Angels of something, I think they were called, or... Yeah, and they had to wear the white sneakers? Yeah, and they basically all lied down on these bunk beds, had the recordial, and they found all these... The Kool-Aid. People. Yeah, um, they had found them dead, basically. And there was a few Heaven's different Gate? states. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and there were a few different states this happened in. Uh, and they've actually got a couple of the bunk beds that were actually used in that, in a little room you can't get into. And the walls are completely covered with all the front page of newspapers from around the world when that happened. Yeah. Um, quite intriguing. But the thing that, the one that I found the toughest, which is really funny because I'm I'm not a parent and I think kids are evil. Um, <laughs> but there was one room that was... Oh, that's not that true, was... roadies. Come on. Some kids are evil. I know. And... I definitely I definitely think they are. I'm not saying they are. <laughs> and And the kids that are evil are the ones that aren't yours. Yeah, exactly. So if you know a child named Damien, <laughs> he's probably not really that nice. Um, but there was one room that was set up and it was all about um, infant death. And it was just photos of infants in coffins. Wow. That's... And I found that really, really tough. Romantic um, getaway? But it's just, it's part of the whole process. I mean, kids die too, so it's all about they death do. in general. But I found that really tough that I couldn't actually look at that for long, that to move on. Uh, but you walk in finally the final room. Isn't that funny? Why does that? Why does that? Is that different for you? I mean, I don't know. I for get me, it, it was strange. I could get it if you were a parent. Like I, I understand that, and 
and it's probably a little bit closer to home. But like, you're obviously, I mean, you're a big horror fan. Yeah, don't mind um, it. <laughs> I, I have seen you. I have actually been party to putting you in a, on a gurney in on a, a morgue. In a morgue tray, yeah. <laughs> and then pushing or almost pushing you into the, the wall. Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> so how is how is looking at dead babies dead any babies. different? <laughs> um, I actually don't know, but for some reason it was just a bit more, I don't know, real? Yeah. I guess okay. I can't explain it, but it was just strange. Um, like, I didn't walk out feeling sickened. Mm. It just made me feel a little bit of... Like, everything else I was very curious about and could... Joy isn't the right word, but I gained joy from looking at all this stuff. It was intriguing. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're looking at dead children, mm. it was just a little bit... Like, I don't think I can really gain... Joy isn't the right word, but interest or anything out of that. Like, it just felt a bit weird. So well, on. that's a good thing. That's a good thing yeah, that you don't a good enjoy thing, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if anyone wants to drop the kids in for a visit, it's all good. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. They're probably going to make it home. Um, <laughs> but the last room you walk in, there's a, like an old-fashioned projector, like a film playing, and it's got, probably got a, a screen, I don't know, probably two metres per two metres. Mm-hmm. And all it is is death playing over and over again. People committing suicide off buildings and car accidents and people shooting themselves in the head oh. and all this stuff. And, and there's about it, probably a dozen seats where you can sit down and watch this. And that's the last thing that you see before you leave and walk out the door to the reception area. It's very full on. Fucked. Yeah, it's full on. But here's Why a good would bit. You want to see people die for <laughs> real? It's like museum of death. Um, <laughs> but here's the cool thing, right? So how long did out. you sit there? Oh, a couple of minutes. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you walk out, and then I was chatting to the people, and. It was really interesting talking to them. Like, for instance, somehow we got on the fact that I was from Tasmania. So, of course, Port Arthur came up about the Port <laughs> Arthur massacre and all that kind of thing because there was so much information on serial killings and everything in this place. Yes. Um, so that was a topic. But then as we were talking, um, dude's got two turtles there, right, in a containment <laughs> area, right? Yes. Really <laughs> random. Um, he has an albino turtle. Wow. So there's pure – and it's a real turtle. Like, he's actually got it in his hand. It's moving around. It's a real thing. Yes. Um, and also a Siamese turtle. A two-headed two turtle. And they're both mucking around looking at me. I got to pat it. Oh. So cool. So cool. That's, see, that is cool because that's a living oddity. Yeah. Yeah, it was mind. just, it was great. And this, this wasn't just a prop. The dude got it out of it and is, you know, moving around his hand on there, giving a bit of a pat and talking to him. He got his, got his turtle out. Got his turtle out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, really cool. But so, so just to come back to what I was saying, the Museum of Death. Go and check it wow. out, right? Wow. Yeah, it's in wow. Hollywood. Mm. It sounds like somewhere that Amethyst. You can buy t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds like somewhere that Amethyst Realm, a 27-year-old spiritual guidance counsellor would like to go to. Oh, how do you know him or her? Her? <laughs> Isn't now, it? Ameth- Amethyst Realm. Is she hot? I've got to ask. Because a lot of the women that actually like jump into the occult or study weird shit, you know, yes. they, can, they can be hot. She's 27. And you know what? Until she starts talking, she's a bit cute. <laughs> Are you saying that about most women in general? Joe, are you being no, sexist? 
No, 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 no. Because this is my just... chance to slam you with half of the population of roadies. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I get it. Like, I, I personally, I get it. Like, look up the, the well. I've, yeah, there's a video of her and stuff like that. The thing that makes her bunto batshit crazy, and the reason why she becomes less attractive, is that uh, 12 years ago she said that she started having an affair with a ghost <laughs> on her then fiance. And since then, that would have been a spirited affair. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And since then, she's had sex with at least 20 ghosts and prefers them to men. (laughs) Really? Well, I'm not surprised by the second part of that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's impressive. The thing is, like, she talks about it and she says, oh, she used to go into the spare room and she used to feel this um, spiritual awakening or whatever. So one night she went and put some sexy lingerie on <laughs> and waited in the boudoir in the spare bedroom. Apparently the ghost didn't want to do that. And then uh, after, I think, three years, um, it ended when her human husband came home from work or early and saw a shadowy shape of a man through the window. Um, since then, she hasn't... St- Strayed from the paranormal pond and says she's had paranormal pond. Yes, and had sex with at least twenty ghosts. How do you? But she wants to now become with child with one. You're looking her Uh, up. Yeah, I am trying to. Yep, I found some information on her now. Amethyst realm. A M E T H Y S T. Amethyst. Which also happens to be the name of a, a, a thing, I, uh, a gemstone. I'm not sure whether or not that. Um, I don't think that's also her real name. surname either. No, no I don't. I don't. Not. I don't know many people with the surname of Realm, um, unless maybe you're a Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> and right. and Amethyst is a a unique. Like your parents are pretty much hippies. If you get called amethyst, yeah. like that's either that or or um, you were born on the thirteenth of March, which is today, because that's Jewel Day. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say um, she, she's got a sister called Gem. Yes, <laughs> that works, and uh, and a brother called Silver. He yes. obviously came second <laughs> <laughs> to the ghost, or, or after her. Well. <laughs> Oh, the old double entendre here, folks. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, Speaking, actually, that that's going to be a beautiful segue. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of exes, <laughs> right? <laughs> speaking of exes, okay. All right, you know, look, as in people you slept with, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yes. Not ghosts. I actually haven't slept with any ghosts. Haven't you? No, yet? strangely enough. Did, does, yeah. that, does, that, um, does that go against the, the rule that you're not allowed to put your dick in crazy? <laughs> this is a very good rule. It is. Um, this is a rule that, um, as you know, when I live with uh, Housey and his lovely yes. wife. The houses. Um, the houses, yeah, the houses. I lived in the house with the houses. Yes. Um, there was a... <laughs> I did have a tendency on probably not being the smartest chooser of any people port in the I storm. might have a little bit of entertainment time with. Yeah, any port um, in the storm, really. Yeah, to the point where... Uh, Housey's lovely wife came up with the rule 
you are not allowed to put your dick in crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now it's which it's a great when rule. She, when she told me that, I laughed and laughed for a good ten minutes. It is pretty. It funny. was just so funny. Here's the problem, mate. Here's the problem yes. with this. For mm. some reason, this is why I ask you about the photo of uh, lovely amethyst. She's cute though, um, isn't she? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, this is what I'm saying. A lot of the time, the crazy ones are pretty cute. Well, so, guys are very visual in most cases. Of course. Um, so, and, and women are in denial if they're not. Yeah. So we get we get trapped like a, a you know a fly in a spider's web because we're like, oh, bosoms. Let's go and have a look at that. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, it's like Tim Minchin. God, I love boobs, though. <laughs> Just really like them. <laughs> Um, uh, and I'm we a do. simple man with simple needs. Yeah, so we had to uh, invoke that rule. Invoke? <laughs> evoke? What's the wording I'm after there, English people? Evoke. Evoke? Invoke? Put into place. Evoke? Put in place that rule. Yeah, we have to, yeah, we have to put that rule in place. Because <laughs> you've got to remember. Author, not a talker. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both educated in Penguin, Tasmania. Educated in Tasmania. I have um, myself a good learning. And, uh, yeah, it was actually a good rule because um, it's actually saved me a lot of pain and heartache, I believe. Yes. And um, and, and Jazz isn't crazy because... <laughs> She's no... Well... Uh, because you, um, um, I, I place things in... Yes. Because but she's is, a good girl. <laughs> she is a good egg. My question yeah. to you is, though, at, at any point in time did you go... Oh no, you're crazy. I'm not allowed to with anyone prior to her. <laughs> or did it? Did you just get lucky? Maybe I just got lucky. <laughs> I I do tend to have a yeah, did have a thing for the crazy. Uh, but what I was getting to is away from that. The segue yes. that wasn't the segue. <laughs> yes, I'm going oh, back okay. to where the segue was, like yes. backstepping, backpedaling. Uh, yeah. Like actually, that brings me to something else. So, have I explained the antelope to you? Do the roadies know about the antelope? Did we bring that up in a past episode? I don't know I about the remember. antelope. The antelope base is what I call that moment with uh, with my lovely girlfriend Jazz. Mm. When I realise I've crossed that line and maybe stepped into the feminist zone. <laughs> <laughs> The feminist zone, zone, zone. Is that like uh, the Twilight Zone? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because um, you never know what's going to happen when you get there. Um, what I have is a, it's an action I call the antelope. <laughs> I'm just seeing you wear a big placard. What do we want, girls' rights? When do we want them now? <laughs> <laughs> so when I step into the feminist zone, yeah. Uh, Without realising, and this can be just like a tippy toe. I'm not talking leapt right in to the fact where you're, you know, your balls deep in feminism. I'm talking like you just stepped across the line. Can you be balls deep in feminism? <laughs> you can in this in this story. Uh, you stepped across the line, and then you've yeah. realised that you didn't realise the line was there, and oh, you've gone, okay. "Oh shit!" Fuck. The, the antelope is like. Imagine you're driving along. Uh, a nice dusty road, you mm. know. It's the sun's just gone down, mm. and you're an ant. Oh, sorry, oh, there's a car, and you're you're the antelope, and the car's coming along, and you step out on the road, and you have that thing where the head just shifts, and you go, "What the fuck's that?" And you go, "Oh, I shouldn't be on this road. This is going to end badly." So you just back away. You don't want them to see you, 
Yes. You, you, you don't turn around and run. You don't make a big, bold action. You just back away. Virtually in the same hoof prints that you went oh, out so on. It's not, it's not deer in the headlights where you're startled. You just go, hang on, what's that? Fuck, it's a car. Yeah. I'm just going to creep just back slowly back and hope it. no one saw me. Exactly. So I have that manoeuvre. I call the antelope with Jazz, and she knows about it. I explained it to her. She even yep. says sometimes, you go, you're doing an antelope. Because I realise I've crossed that line, and before I balls deep over that line, yes. you just step them back and hope no one really noticed. <laughs> and if you do like a bit of a cheesy joke or a bit of a funny smile, normally you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. So I don't even know why we got onto that one, uh, but what I was going to talk about... <laughs> yes. Facebook, right? Yes, Facey. Facey has so many different algorithms mm. built in. To apparently, and my fingers are doing the little little commas. Oh, you're quoting little, little quotes. Apparently, to give us what we want to see, mm. to give us the best social media experience, uh-huh. the experience that they believe we desire, the Zuckerberg experience. Yeah, if I mean, it was the fucking Zuckerberg experience, I'd be a multi-billionaire. Exactly, give us that experience, fuckface. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, he's got he's got enough billions to let us all be a millionaire once. Yeah, even just to let me do it for a week, even a week would be all right. <laughs> I wouldn't be a millionaire after the week. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Facebook is meant to be clever. Uh huh. All these algorithms, blah blah blah. So why? <laughs> why have you got midget porn coming up in now, your Facebook feed? Why? why as a memory? Yes. If I'm on Facebook in a relationship, yes. why would it go back and bring up a memory of me as a photo with an ex-girlfriend that I was in a relationship back five, six, seven years ago when it knows I'm in another relationship? Surely <laughs> of all the algorithms Facebook has, there must be something that goes, back at this time, Facebook told, or we told us, so he told us that he was in a relationship with this person. He's now told us, Brian. Facebook, that we're in a relationship with this person. We probably don't need to show him the photo of the other person. <laughs> of all the algorithms oh. Facebook's got, isn't there one that'll stop you seeing exes? <laughs> That's a Surely. fucking point. That is a great point. But maybe what it is, is also is a good reminder of where you've been and how happy you are now. Oh, you reckon that's why they do it? Not well, just because they in, don't give a shit. <laughs> well, because you've been in a relationship. Well, it could be they don't give a shit, but you've been in a relationship for a, for a little while now, and you're going, oh, yeah, this is good, this is okay, I'm really starting to get a bit comfortable in the whole thing. And it Facebook just goes, yeah, but remember this, shako. Yeah, but what if it's a case of your relationship is shit, and Facebook's going, remember this, sexy. <laughs> oh, or your relationship's okay. This bitch dumped you and tore your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) And took off! So I I just found it very interesting that with all the things that Facebook does, there isn't an algorithm that stops you seeing ex-partners from your past. Trademark South Road, boys. Barnsley, I reckon you should come up with a... a, Well, maybe we 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 could get um, Zuckerberg on the line... I'd love to talk to the South Road boys. Fucking who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, like Housey would. Howie would. Why not? Why, Why not, not Zuckerberg? Get, get Zucky on. 
Yeah, so yeah. and then you pose that question to him. Have you got and his you, have you got his number in your phone? Uh oh battery's flat, sorry mate. I'll oh, have to get uh, okay. a chance. Just um just give him actually no, don't call him, he's pretty busy. Just text him. How about I met, instant message him through Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suck, he loves it when we do that, doesn't he? Oh, doesn't oh, he? <laughs> he, just, he says, oh, you, you South Road boys, you're so yeah. funny. You, know? <laughs> you Zuckerberg'd me. <laughs> oh, you Zuckered me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you Zuckered me into that one. <laughs> oh, Zucky. Oh. Crazy kid. Oh, he's a good man. Mind you, fucking, I will stick up for Zucker because he did come up with the whole... Um, I'm just not going to take a salary for a year. Like just he did. Just said, yeah, he was one of those boys. And I mean, he still became. And I think he also gave away ninety percent of his wealth. Oh, there's no doubt that there are some people in the high end of wealth that are actually doing some pretty remarkable things. Because I'm not. Said, I'm not look, saying all of it's because it's better for tax. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, right. I, I don't know whether he actually gave 90% away or he said, here is 90% of my wealth invested so that charities can use it, which yeah. means they don't get the principal, they just get the interest, which I think is a great idea. It's still a phenomenal amount of money. A shit truckload of money. Like, you couldn't carry it in one go. You'd need a couple of mates to hold all that money. Could you uh, imagine the cult that South Road Boys could start if we had that kind of financial backing? Fuck, we would have the whole one-piece, like, Adidas or Adidas, depending on what part of the world you come from, tracksuit, the special <sighs> yep. pump, Reebok pumps, or Nike pumps, or whatever they were. Baseball caps would have our own brand of Kool-Aid, like we have our own flavour. Oh, definitely. More than one flavour. What you believe? Tell yep. me what you believe. Because you can't expect everyone to have the same buds. No, exactly. No. So we could start a pretty decent cult. I don't know what we'd believe in. Well, I actually... um. I came up with some ideas on how to start a cult not long ago with jazz. Okay. I was going to kick it in um, because we came up with this bit of a, jo- bit of a joke that, um, look, I tend to have a little bit of fun and, you know, poke the piss and yeah, yeah, yeah. muck around a bit. Um, yeah, hence yeah. the, um, you know, 45-year-old that's a, really a 15-year-old mentally. Mm. So we came <laughs> up with this premise that I could be a thoughtful Troy. Oh, and, like, and I was going like to be a- the leader of the cult. Like a swami or a guru, like they had a bit back like, in the more 60s? Like a, a bit like a guru. Yep. You know, uh, I wear my uh, my elephant pants. Oh. Yeah. And, From and, Bali? Uh, oh, Bali Thailand. or Thailand or, you know, wherever. Um, you yeah, know, like the, the button top where it's kind of done halfway down and you're wearing like about five different necklaces with different symbols and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I've already the, got the, the beard. So. You've got the beard but, and you could get those like red cotton... Uh, bracelets. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and definitely. And beta bracelets and stuff like that. And because you want to appeal to a broader audience, you could put something in the middle of your forehead, like the bindis. Cause oh, the, yeah. Because that's big. That's popular in India. Yeah. So and, you, and you want to really uh, be able to reach as many people as possible. So. And I, I think the win would be is if you could make yourself a cross between as many different religions and belief systems as possible. Because then you can attract more people and you're not really going to offend anyone. Because what will happen is everyone will go, oh, that sounds a bit of all right. That sounds a bit of all right. Yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, hang on. You want me to drink the Kool-Aid? Well, all right. Why not? It's all about connectability. So my whole theory was it was going to be based on the triangle. Mm. And, and we would be called triangulists. Oh, I like it. Well, that's yeah. 
that's like the Illuminati symbol. A little bit, yeah. The triangle with the eye. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yep. Uh, I'd also gone so far as to know what my book was going to be that I would write once mm-hmm. this all became huge. Would it and have it would be by the... Thoughtful Troy. By Thoughtful Troy. It would have a triangle story? on the front. It, no, yes. it would actually be... Uh, there are three sides to every story. Oh, fuck, that's gold. That's good, isn't it? Your side, my side, and the truth. <gasps> oh. And it works into the triangular pyramid. Yeah. Oh, it's just everything was just beautiful. Your side, my side, truth. <sighs> fuck, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> God, you've, you've been good to me, but thoughtful Troy, he's where it's at. <laughs> well, no, I can still... See, here's the thing, and here's, here is the thing where you need to pitch yourself, right? Oh. You're not replacing religion. Dual citizenship. <laughs> what, what you're doing is you're being like a life coach. Because oh. if you're a life coach, you don't necessarily need to have any formal qualifications. Because you have sage-like wisdom. Like, um, oh, what's the guy... Fuck... He makes billions. Um, big smile, six foot three. Um, self help. You can do anything. Ah, oh, come on, help me out. Um, you got nothing. Nah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tony Robbins. There you go. Bang. Uh, yeah, it's okay. So why can't you be like a swami guru version of Tony Robbins? He makes a billions. He does all right for, for just telling people be better. like just be better like you're upset that your boyfriend dumped you ring him up right now and fucking tell him to fuck off and that's it he's out of your life one of the the first rules of thoughtful Troy don't Mm. stick your dick in crazy (laughs) I tell you what folks and that that exchange on the lives that is words to live by (laughs) (laughs) well you know what that's what and I think if you let people have their own I suppose, belief system, yet you become a swami, like a guru, put out a couple of books, hold your conferences for like five, ten thousand dollars a head, and just help people reach enlightenment. Um, and that enlightenment comes from within. I think that's where you got to go. That's your angle. Let, let people shine. Let people shine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a good, solid message. And once again, don't put your dick in crazy. Yes. <laughs> Put that on a tablet. <laughs> and I think if we're going to leave the South Road boys or the roadies with anything, I think we should leave them with that. So, I'm Joe. I'm Don't Put Your Dick in Crazy, Thoughtful Troy. <laughs> we are the South Road boys. We certainly are. Um, um.